Hello, everybody, and welcome to Double Take. I'm Rick. I'm Lori. Would you like fries with that? Because uh, that's what we are. You need new material. I know, but it's so funny. <laughs> it is. It's gold. It's pure gold. <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> and we are brought to you by Oneness Ministries, Ministries. <laughs> and the Stream Grace Network. Facebook and X and oh, Instagram yeah. yes. and uh, we have uh, insider Facebook pages and we have a website and all of these um, podcasts are on the website. We also have some little short videos that we post a lot. One's called uh, Trick Questions and one's called Lost in Translation. So we have a little now, now, short little interesting videos. Is, is, when, do you get responses for those? I do. Are they positive? Are they mostly negative? mostly positive? Are <laughs> and they... then some people comment on them when they clearly haven't watched them, <laughs> and they're only a minute long. So they're just a minute, yeah. yeah just watch it. You know, watch it, and then comment. How and about then that? comment, yeah. Because but... the titles are meant one to be <laughs> trick questions, and the other to be lost in translation. Lost in translation. So you got to keep that in so mind. So you got to keep that in mind when you read the titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we also post on uh, several different uh, grace-based Facebook pages. One's yes. called Jesus New Covenant. One is called, uh, oh, he changed the name of that one, um, Religion Free Fellowship. And oh. the other one is Gangstas of Grace. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. I know. It's pretty funny. Yep. So anyway, we're kind of everywhere. So uh, we also uh, have a once-a-month uh, women's book club called Bookish. Yes, and something very special with this Yeah, month. it's going to be on the 12th, which is uh, next Monday. And uh, we picked a book at random, and the author contacted me, and she said, would you like me to maybe come? <laughs> <So> <laughs> and you said, nah. I said, yes, please. <laughs> so we're really excited. Yeah. Um, her name is Tiff. I can't pronounce her middle name. or her Anyway, it's Tiffany Brooks, Ph.D., and she, the book is called Gaslighted by God, and it's really interesting. So if you want to get started reading it, get started reading it. And if you want to just come and meet her and hear the conversation, that's going to be really wait, good, Wait, wait. You're saying they don't have to read the book if they want to come? Not this time. <laughs> we have Grace. <laughs> you want to meet this? Like she's just She sounds great, and I can't wait to meet her. So if you're interested, contact us by all the regular uh, emails, lfry at oneness-ministries.org and I'll give you the the dates and the place and all that sort of stuff. And I am doing Oneness for Guys mm-hmm. and as as goes with the name we had one guy show up Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a but it was it was yeah. okay because I had a really really good conversation with yeah. him. So we're we're less about numbers than we are about connecting. Connecting, yes. So um, that's always the what the third Saturday of the month. It's third Saturday, yes. So, anyway, and I, you shall get an email, and if you don't, and you're interested, mm-hmm. rfry at oneness ministries dot org has a theme. It's real easy. Yes, just L fry or R fry. So. We need it to be easy for yeah. us. And speaking of um, emails. We are starting something new right now with the Double Take Podcast. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) I shall. We have decided to go with, um, we want to get more in depth with some of these topics. Mm -hmm. So we're creating different uh, series, weeks long series about different things. And we are creating uh, a study guide for each one of these. Mm -hmm. So if you want 
it's not a transcript, but it's our notes for our in-depth notes for what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we would be happy to put you on that on the mailing list to get you that. So it's starting today. We have a study guide for today and we'll have one every week. So if you want to just send me your email, we will send you a free study guide. It's a couple of pages with references and um, what we've talked about. And if there are we if there are articles that we reference, we can we will send you those too. So um shoot me an email yes and we will send you the study guide that's you know that's i think that's really exciting that we're Mm -hmm. that we're it when we did when we talked about doing this we talked Mm -hmm. about how can we be more in depth with what we do how can we be more committed to what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and i think creating these study guides not only challenges us Mm -hmm. to be have have better content but it also gives you reference for what we talk about i think that's i think that's important for yeah this. the podcast that i listen to usually i'm at you know on the treadmill or something and i hear something great and i have to remember until i'm done and try to remember so i can write it down and if i had if i could just shoot those people an email and say can i have the notes that you just did your podcast yes. from i would love that um and we've mentioned a lot of times we get ideas from different podcasts and we try to um you know, we let you know who we've been listening to. Yes. So we want to be able to give this to you, and we think it's worth a lot, and we'll just send it to you for, send us your email. Send us your email. Yep. So. We'll get it to you. There's that. So what's our first one? Well, the first series we wanted to talk about, we, we spent a lot of time talking about what we thought was important and kind of in order of uh, to lay a good foundation. Um, and so we decided that the that the character of God was pretty much foundational mm-hmm. um so we're going to be doing several weeks on different aspects of the character of god and uh the first one is basically does your view of god matter yes yes, yes. thanks for joining <laughs> us <laughs> and this first part is i guess the stuff that you wrote yeah i mean and so i'm just going to let you talk about what you well, what do you think the answer to that what, is? What we've done here is we've picked topics and we've each written about them mm-hmm. and then we're combining them. And it's really good because we think so differently. We have a different perspective. So um, we've got all sorts of stuff in here. Yes. So, I mean, when I, talk, when I thought about um, is your, does your view of God matter, I, this, is, this is what I come up with. Yes. Can you have a deep relationship with someone you don't really know? Mm-hmm. Can you have a relationship with someone you don't trust? What about with a person who wants to hurt you? Someone you're afraid of? Someone who constantly disappoints you? Or doesn't really care about you all that much? What about someone you can't count on? What about, can you have a deep relationship with an angry person? Or someone who's distant or uninvolved? Well, let's unpack that a little bit. Okay. I mean, those are a lot of really good questions. Um, and I guess the first one that, that you mentioned was, can you have a relationship with someone you don't really know? Mm-hmm. Can we know God? We can. We can. And he initiates that relationship. Mm-hmm. When you accept Christ, he moves into you. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he identifies himself he identifies you, and you are one with him. So you can know him. Right. Right. So if we go on with, 
this person that we described, would you want someone that's angry or someone you can't count on or someone you don't really know, would you want them as a friend? And how much time would you really want to spend with that person? If you've got somebody that you know that uh, you don't trust or you're afraid of them, do you really want to spend time with them? I mean, I don't. Um, So then let's move ahead with that. Not just would you want to... um, spend time with them what if you were told that you had to have a relationship with someone like that that has any of those um issues um you're because we are told you must have a relationship with god well if your view of god is that he's angry or um disappoints you or whatever that Mm -hmm. makes it a little more difficult um so on you say it makes it a little more difficult i think it makes it impossible yeah if you don't trust God or you think God's angry at you or you're afraid of God or you're afraid you're going to make him angry then what what does that relationship look like right it doesn't it it doesn't look like a relationship it right. looks like uh, I don't want to go to hell so I guess I have to do this mm-hmm. yeah and it's not a relationship and it's not a relationship um, go ahead no I'm sorry no it's you um, it's on you. <laughs> it's on you to make this relationship work. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, you don't have the power to do that. Right. I don't have the power to do that. Right. And I think then when it's up to you, it becomes a religion. It mm-hmm. becomes a religious activity mm-hmm. for you to try to manufacture a relationship with Father. You can't do it. The Jews spent 5,000 years trying to do it, and they couldn't. Yes. Have I gone way ahead of what you were? Yes. Oh, I have. (laughs) All right. So we're still describing, this is obviously how we tend to view God. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a relationship with him no matter what. Yes. What if you, and then people tell you that you're expected to spend maybe an hour with him alone every morning. That's That's what you need to do because you're a believer. Um, so you get a mixed message that they love you, but they'd also be mad at you if you didn't do what they demanded. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're talking about, I mean, if you can picture this with a person, then we're picturing this with God. Um, so God demands that you love him. Apparently he demands that you spend time with him. And there's so many demands that you can't, you don't even know what they are because there's so many and you can't possibly live up to the expectations of this person. And then you're told you have to love him. You have to love this person. So why would you want to get to know this person if this is how you see them? And this is what we wrestle with when it comes to the character of God. This is why how we view God matters immensely. Um, And that's why we have to tackle this, look at it, be honest with ourselves, and see the truth about who God really is. So who is he? Will you tell me, Rick? <laughs> Who is he, Rick? Um, let me put my glasses on. <laughs> what are the effects of how we see God? Mm-hmm. If we see him as weak, unnecessary, absent, unfaithful, or uninvolved, can we trust or believe he cares about us or he wants a relationship with us? We have nothing in which to put our faith. Under the law, his people saw him as distant and separate. 
in the, there are a couple of verses that, well, there's one verse. is like, look down from heaven, look down from the place of your holiness and of your glory, where your zeal and your strength, the multitude of your tender affections and the mercies toward me, are they withheld? For you are our Father. Though Abraham does not know us and Israel does not acknowledge us, you, O Jehovah, are our Father, our Redeemer. Your name is from everlasting. So when you think about um, a religious um, encounter or relationship with God, it makes him distant. It makes him in a different place. It makes him not in relationship. And so we are left to figure out what does this look like? Mm-hmm. How am I to behave? I have these list of rules that I get from a pulpit or or people take out of context and I can't keep them. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do what I feel like I'm is required from me. So the verse you read was Isaiah sixty three, fifteen through 16 yes and and this this was look down uh, lord look down yes um uh, you are our father though abraham doesn't know us so it's it he's calling him father and redeemer but it, it there is a separation there, there is a separation yes yeah <clears throat> and i honestly i spent my whole christian um youth and most of my life in separation theology, thinking that I'm down here on earth trying to work and work and do right and be good, and God's up in heaven looking down, waiting for me to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Or live up to what or he live, wants. Or live up to what he, what I right. believe or what people have taught me that he wants. Mm-hmm. But in the new covenant, in the new relationship, in the new, after Jesus was crucified, and when we accept that, we we become new cre- creatures, and in that exchange, we get his. Um, he he lives in us. John fourteen. I will abide in you forever. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the verses that I found that I really really th- think um, brings this home in the terms of relationship, in the terms of God being our Father was when right after Mary came to the, or whoever it was that found mm-hmm. him, said, Jesus said to it her, was Mary. it was Mary, do not touch Magdalene. me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father and to my God and to your God. Mm. How personal. How personal, how intimate, how relational is the statement that Jesus is providing for us. Yeah. Under the new covenant, we have relationship with the Father. We becomes our, our Father. And I mentioned John 14, but 14, 16, 18, I will pray and the Father, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter so that he may be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him for he dwells with you and shall be in you, and I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. It's that, funny because he said he dwells with you and he shall be in you. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he says, I will not leave you orphans. That's easy to overlook because that means I will not leave you fatherless. Yeah. So we really must understand the relationship that we now have that he's not up in heaven sitting on a throne judging everything we do think say 
or believe. He says, I want to be in relationship with you and I will be. Yeah. So many of us transfer how we see our earthly father to how we view God as father. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, and if your father is emotionless, if your father's absent, Mm -hmm. if your father doesn't talk to you, Mm -hmm. then we view God that way. I had a, I had a friend one time that said, and she had a, 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 a terribly abusive father. It was a stepfather, but it was still it was yeah. it was her father. And she said, I remember her telling me one time that to hear God called Father makes my skin crawl, yeah. and that's a whole nother level. And for her, it was hard. The word Father just she couldn't do it. Well, sociologists say that it's common for people to perceive that God is like our fatherly figures in our lives. If dad is caring, patient, involved, then children will believe God has those same qualities. And the opposite is true when father is harsh, judgmental, or absent. Yeah. Another one, and this, 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 this one is sad for me because many churches affect how we see God. We learn that we must keep rules, be good, and do what is right which teaches us to be legalists. And from these lessons, we learn to be judgmental and express condemnation and become hypersensitive to the behaviors of ourselves and others. We believe our actions are being observed by God who can never be pleased, observed by a God who can never be pleased because we can never be free from sin through religion. And I think we get mixed messages and that makes it even more confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let's say that we don't, we think it is not, um, purposeful that these, uh, some of these teachings come from people that, that truly want to do what's right. And that's Mm -hmm. what they believe and they, and they have good hearts. So we're not saying that, but you know, we, we all we also believed this stuff yes. for most of our Christian lives, yes. and yes, we did. and and when you understand grace, you get this uh, all of the legalistic, all the religion just is so hard to handle anymore. Yeah. Anyway. And finally, our families teach us mm-hmm. most of what we believe about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I got my value from my parents. My values, good or bad, uh, my parents divorced when I was young, so my father was absent. Plus, he was an alcoholic. So it became very important um, to please my mother if I wanted her love or her her approval. And then she married a man who was abusive and sometimes violent. So it became equally important to behave in a way that would not make him angry. And that became my view of God, how to keep him from being angry with me to avoid punishment making myself look good, look good, well-behaved, and compliant became vital. I was told how to feel, and showing emotions was not allowed. We were taught that children are to be seen and not heard, and therefore not important. I learned that I was only acceptable if I was doing the right thing and what was expected of me. I became a Christian and the son of an angry God, angry father. Here's the truth. God's unchanging desire has been to give us, me, a new normal. 
one where, where His truth provides us with our view of Him. His truth provides us His view of who He is. And it's unfailing, and it's eternal, and it it's not up to me to make it work. I said yes. And he said, I'm coming in you, and we'll do this together. That's good. So, who is he to me or to us as believers? Who, well, not just to believers. He is, he is who he is. Um, so I've, Psalm 103.8, and I have these verses from the Amplified. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in compassion and loving kindness. I mean, how good is that? Yeah. Um, Unabounding. Yeah. Abounding in compassion and loving kindness. I love slow to anger. Yeah. That one speaks to me a, a lot. Me too. Um, and, you know, Rick talked about his growing up. Mine was different, but I had... Um, issues with my mom and she would like very unpredictable so i think the the slow to anger and the loving kindness really reach out to me and so speaking of mother um he calls himself father obviously we know he's not a male or a human but he also has the characteristics of a mother and i have isaiah 49 15 through 16 says and the lord answered can a woman forget her nursing child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. Yes, they may forget, yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have indelibly imprinted, as in tattooed a picture, of you on the palm of each of my hands. I mean... Wow. And that is the... Ten, you know, and I, if you're a woman and you've ever, you know, nursed a baby, you know what that is. It's very intimate and yes. there's there's nothing like it. And so to, and I have, so I, that verse means a lot to me as well. Yes. So, um, and then this is like my favorite verse. (laughs) (laughs) God is intimately with you. He's powerful and mighty. He delights in you and he wildly spins and dances over the thought of you. The verse is Zephaniah 317. Uh, the Lord your God is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a Savior who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction, and in his love he will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. Amen. He will exult over you with singing. And for the longest time I missed the part about the mighty one. You know, I love the... I love all of that, but he's a mighty one. He fights for you. Yes. Um, but the the word the words about rejoicing over you is wildly spins and dances, and it's the same word that's used when King David brings back the Ark of the Covenant, and his wife gets really embarrassed with him dancing around half naked, <laughs> and so that's how God feels when He thinks about you. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Um. Do you want to read the next one? No, go ahead. Oh, um, well, Exodus fourteen fourteen. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Wow. He's going to do the fighting. He wants us to remain at rest. That doesn't always mean inactivity, but it means 
rest in knowing that he's fighting for you. And there's a lot of times in our life that we need to know that. Um, And it's good. Um, Isaiah 42, 3. And it's, you know, prophesying Jesus. A broken reed he will not break off, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will not harm those who are weak and suffering. He will faithfully bring forth justice. To me, that speaks of tenderness. Um, one of the lies I believe about God, and I have, and still do sometimes, is that he's harsh, and he's going to force me. But this says he's tender. That's big. Um, uh, Matthew eleven twenty nine. take my yoke upon you and learn from me following me as my disciple for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest renewal blessed quiet for your souls and to me that says he's gentle um, and he's a giver of peace um, and we're going to talk more about this next time because we can't talk about how he's love in in one verse. Um, But if you want to know what love is and get a preview of what we're going to talk about soon, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 4 through 8, and read it in the Amplified. Mm. So do you want me to read it or do you want me to make them wait? Um, Read it. I'll read it. Yeah, read it. Okay. Love endures. When I say love, you can just replace that with God say Jesus the Father Holy Spirit whatever love in oh love endures with patience and serenity love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant it is not rude it is not self-seeking it is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered it does not take into account a wrong endured It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades nor ends. Amen. That describes God. God. So, yeah, your view matters. And his view of you matters. Yeah. And we'll get into that in another one. So um, let God help you see him that way. Because the more you do, the better it gets. And if you need help with this, go to our website, Mm -hmm. get our phone number, contact us, and we'll sit down and talk to you about it. Yeah. So, if you'd like these notes, once again, contact us, lfry at oneness-ministries.org, and we'll put you on the list, and we'll send you notes every week. Yep. So. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. And if this stuff touches you and you're impressed, impressed by it, consider supporting us. That you can do also on our website, oneness-ministries.org. Right. So we'll see y'all next week. See you next week.